Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. No, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Geek Chat. I'm your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Just Rich. Just Rich. Not Rich times two or Rich Would you want me times two? No. No. Not at all. all right. No. No. One's enough. Rich point one is okay. Rich Who says this is point one? Ugh. Anyway, welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. Um, we are here every Monday from 6 to 7 live on MixLR. And you can come in and talk to us and be a part of the magic because we love talking to you. The magic? The magic. I'm sorry, Rick just trying to fix his hair right now. <laughs> what little he has. It's it's very funny. It's um, cold. I'm putting stuff on my hair. Yes, it is very cold in San Francisco right now. Um but if you miss this show uh, on MixLR uh, at 6 uh, from 6 to 7, you can go to SoundCloud.com and take a look at all of our previous shows as well as this show. It will always be posted on Tuesday, the following day of the live show, uh, between 12 and 2. So you can check us out and uh, catch up on old shows. We have over 50 now. So we've been doing this for over a year now. So we kind of know what we're talking about. At least I think we do. <laughs> we kind of know what we're talking about. We kind of know. We're you getting know. there. We're, I would think so. Let us know what you think. Uh, come. Let us know what you think. <laughs> come to the uh, Facebook group. Uh, and How do uh, they get to the Facebook group? They search for The Geek Chat. So they, they, they log into Facebook. Wow, they go to really? that little search bar and they yes. put the geek chat they and then you come the and you you post all great stuff. Yes, and then we respond all the time and we have lively conversations about various things. And some of our members are very opinionated. Yes, so we hope outspoken. They, yes, so we won't join you know, in the conversation. You know who you are. <laughs> and if you uh, don't want to go to listening. SoundCloud, I think they are. Um, if you don't want to go to SoundCloud, you can always uh, check us out on iTunes as well as Stitcher. We're also on Tumblr, Instagram, and finally, we are on YouTube. Yay. Again, always check the Geek Chat when yeah. you're searching for us. Except no substitutes. Except no substitutes. So, um, so what we do on this show is we review comic books, especially on this show. Um, we have a second show, our sister show, called uh, Geek Chat Point Five, in which we talk about all kinds of superhero TV shows, whether that's cartoons or network shows or movies. Whatever. We also uh, respond to Facebook conversations that have been uh, going on in our Facebook group. You can check that show out on Thursdays. Um, that's when it is posted. And again, that is from uh, it'll be posted between 12 and 2 on uh, SoundCloud. You can always find that as well on the other uh, platforms that I mentioned as well. So definitely check us out. We are here for you. So uh, come in and let us know what you think. So. On this show, though, we have, as Rich has dubbed it, we have a the number ton of, ones. Yep. And that other late Marvel book. Yes, the, a ton of number ones and that late Marvel book. I think you know what we're talking about. So, Rich. Well, we got a good mix for you tonight because we've got, of course, Marvel. Marvel's releasing all sorts of number ones, but we got yes, a couple are. image books for you and a brand new number one that doesn't I have some opinions about, like we always do with DC. 
We're going to review a brand new number one from DC as well. What do you want to get started with? Um, I'll let you start. All right. Because I know we had a we had a lot. I know that we have a lot. There, it was a re- you were you you tr- I mean, truthfully, it was a really mixed bag this uh this week for both of us. It was a really mixed bag. So so let's get this out of the way. Oh really? We're gonna okay Do sure wanna? yeah. All right. So we have number one, Superman American Alien from DC Comics. It's going to be a seven issue miniseries. Written by Max Landis, and each issue is going to have a different artist. The number one's artist was Nick Nick Dragata, was the illustrator. Alex Guimarales was the colorist. John Workman was the letterer. Um, yes, so the name of this one is called Dove, or Dove. I think it's Dove. Um I am a big fan of Nick Dragata. If you read the series uh, East of West, that book is beautifully drawn. It is very stylized, and he brings Nick Dragata brings his stylized artwork to this issue as well. But my problem with some of the art is the um, the over animated big eyes in some of the pages, kind of. It's more of a cartoony look for him instead of the serious Western um, steampunk that he draws in East of West. The story is basically about Clark as a child learning to fly and how his mom and dad help him to come down because basically he can get up, but he can't come down. Um, It's yet another going to be another origin story from D.C., and doesn't I wondering, do we really need another origin story? Or, you know, I, I think hidden tales from the past are always fun. But when you don't know what DC's angle is on this, for me, it was kind of hard because is this his new 52 origin story? Is it going to be just something they're just putting out? Um, I enjoyed it, but is the hook enough for me to read the next one? It all depends on who the artist is for me, really. But um, story-wise, never really been a huge Superman fan, but I know a lot of people do love what he used to stand for in the old 52. Is that going to translate into what Max Landis has planned for this series? What did you think? Um, this one was a hard one for me because I have been a Superman fan for a very long time. I have read... Um, like I read a lot of the books that ex- uh, that explored his background and where he's come from and, and how he became. Like I read Birthright. I read um, a lot of the John Byrne stuff. Um, but it just seemed like why? Like why do we need this now? Honestly, mm-hmm. um, is this just a was this DC just giving a person of prominence? A stage to tell a story is that what's going on because if that is that's fine i don't i mean i don't mind but it just doesn't seem like it fits in what dc is trying to do now is this an elseworld story is this like you said before it's connected to anything uh of substance going on in the new 52 and that's what i didn't understand yeah. i mean the there it, it didn't really seem like he was learning to fly so much as it's a story about how in my opinion about how their parents are dealing with their child that has superpowers. And I think that's a that's an interesting angle to to explore, but 
and I'm just surprised at how many people kind of realized what was going on with uh with him you know you, people were just like oh what's going on with that boy is he flying again and blah 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 and i was just like really you really guys just cannot keep a secret a secret what's going on you know and then i kept flashing to the uh superman uh superman movie the the scott snyder one i'm thinking the superman gonna have to kill all these people <laughs> you know the hide <laughs> a secret and because you see in the ads you see superman like standing there and he's like has like it's like a, a mug shot and i'm like is there gonna be like a bad time was 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 he a bad boy at some point and this is this red kryptonite oh huh, okay. no i'm just saying that would no be, I, that, would that would be actually it. be pretty interesting but at this point for me it really kind of felt like a like a why like why 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 are we doing this i mean will i pick it up probably not i mean I think something like this would read a lot better in trade. Now, how do you feel about the... We were going into it a couple... Uh, well, I don't think we've mentioned it on this podcast, but um, we talk a lot in the shop about Scarlet Witch and how the new Scarlet Witch series is going to have different artists on every issue. So something like this, that's a mini series. do you think that the different artists are really going to make it or break it, or is that just something that they're going with so it gets out on time? I think it's something they're going with to uh, so it gets out on time. Um, and I think they're actually trying to make it, I mean, because you're going to ap appeal to a lot of different people with different artists because people, and it seems like if these, if these stories are not going to be, um, because for me, whenever I see um, a story arc and if it's going to have different artists, it puts me in a different mindset for the story. Mm -hmm. So the way that, uh, a, a longer story arc has worked for me if it is going to introduce different story or, 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 or artists is if it's a different time in that person's life so that's why i'm thinking and that is this yeah and so i'm thinking that might be okay with this one because because if, if it is showing these kind of like snapshots of of clark's life as he be, before he becomes superman then it makes more sense uh, but if this is going to be a complete narrative, then I don't think it really works. I just don't think mul multiple artists or rotating artists uh, so quickly works uh, for a story because I think it really pulls the reader out of it. Especially if you read it collected and every single, it seems, chapter is something different. Exactly. The other thing, this cover, um, while a great cover really has little to do with the inside, but then again, really, they don't have anything to do with the inside a lot of times. But the, the S motif in the cornfield, that was kind of cool. Are you led to believe he did it? Um, I don't know. DC gave us a new number one, and uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes by seven. We'll check in periodically with it, because uh, Jay Lee is going to be doing an issue, and I'm really looking forward to that. I love Jay Lee's art. Why did you say that? Jock is going to be doing an Why'd issue. Why did you have to say that? <laughs> Tommy Lee Edwards, Nick Dragata did the one. Francis Manipal. Uh, Joel Jones, who See, did that lady killer that we love. That's what they're doing. I mean, Jonathan Case and Ryan Sook are going to be the artists on this book. Yeah, they're they're really pushing the big name artists with this with this uh, with this artist. Oh, sorry, with this writer. I mean, you know, John Landis, Max Landis. Max, sorry, Max Landis. Um, I think it's the son anyway. Um, Isn't John the dad? Yeah, John is the dad. So Max is his son, if I remember correctly. You know, I think he was. Uh, connected with uh, Chronicle and all that other stuff. So this is his his first foray, to my knowledge, into comic books. So I don't think so. He had some stuff done at Boom, I think. Really? I'll look. Keep talking. Yeah, but anyway, regardless, I think it's with with them having the rotating stable of of artists 
they're really trying to do something with this. I, again, I just don't know if it is worth it um, at this point. So, uh. so for me, number one that that I had mixed reviews for was uh, Marvel's all new, all different Avengers ah, number we'll one. Right to that, okay. I might as well because this is another one that was one of Marvel's flagships. So I wanted to to talk about that because I know that you didn't really like it. Uh, and I have to agree with you that it seemed very, I don't know, by the books, paint by numbers, you know, how it all happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I definitely think, you know, Mark Wade is a, is a really good writer and can get a story going, but it just seems like this was for me, it was not his best work. Um, okay. So first and foremost, let's get, uh, the credits out. We have uh, the writer was Mark Wade. Artist was Adam Kubert. Color artist was Sonia Obak. The letter is VCs Corey Pettit, and cover artist was the amazing Alex Ross. Again, this is uh, all new, all different adventures number one, 2015. I think it's hilarious that they have to put the date, the year in which it came out, because they probably have re-released oh this. Oh my god, there's so, so many, many number times. ones. Yeah, but um. And you know, by the this is only the beginning. Twenty sixteen is going to start. Who knows how many, what's going to happen at the end of twenty sixteen? Exactly. Uh, so on the cover, we get to see what the whole team looks like. But unfortunately, two of the team members are MIA. That being Thor and the Vision. And two of the team members don't really make an appearance in the main story. No, they don't. I mean, it really is uh, Miles Morales, Iron Man, and uh, Captain America um, making the. Um, making their appearance as they're kind of thrown together and they're going through the motions of like, is there a real team? I mean, that's the crux of the issue is just, you know, Sam Wilson, Captain America is saving some people and they start digging in into him about him not being their Captain America. Oh my God. I love a little, I love the continuity. I love the little side, the little like side talk that Mark Wade has put in this book throughout it. And the little, Da, uh, you know, digs at the different people. Like, I love the line about, well, who do, who did you expect him to pick? Meaning, which Girl Scout was he going to give money to? They're really playing up in this book and in his own book, not only the race, but him not, people not accepting him as their Captain America, which is a real reflection. But of I him. loved how he, how he uh, passed the buck to Tony Stark. So to say, passed the buck. Yeah, exactly. Because and then Tony Stark didn't have any money. And it's like it was those small little character moments of humor that really made the book shine. Yes. But overall, I mean, you really have Miles Morales, you know, in the wrong place. Well, he was, I guess he was following these people. And there's a, what, what is the alien race they're called? The Chitari. Yeah. The, so Which that has looked like no Chitari before. Well, but, well he, okay. is a, he is a super powered Chitari. A warlord okay? Chitari. Yeah, he's he's a warlord and he is coming to Earth to do something. And it was just like, okay, you're connecting it to the movie. Fine. Um, and then the other person who is magical or whatever it just seemed very like whatever who says this is my real form yeah it's like very loki but i know it they're probably it, they're not going to go with it but what if remember, it was loki remember well uh-huh. you have to remember loki has been in the beginning of all the well i pretty think pretty much all the avengers is because of loki so yes. is this going to be loki uh that would be interesting because he would have brought the team together yet again exactly um but again that's what it is you know um Mar- miles morales just happens to or, or um 
Captain America and Iron Man seem to just come across Miles Morales, who's in a bit of trouble, and then they all kind of get together. But there, there was conversation about, is there a team? There is really no Avengers nope. team because um, the all new Avengers is sort of like AIM, you know, so they're not really an Avengers. Then you have Cap- uh, Steve Rogers. The Unity Squad. The Unity Squad, which is technically not an Avengers. Uh, and you got the Ultimates. The Ultimates are not Avengers. So I think that was interesting that they were talking about the vacuum that was filled with all these people going off and doing their own things. Yeah. So it made sense in in that instance that, okay, we need to have a have an Avengers because we've always had an Avengers. So I was like, okay, you know, that seemed organic to me. But but just the introduction of the villain, of the being the Shatari and all that stuff, it just seemed very like, eh, whatever. I so, loved the... Um, transforming car to armor a couple more panels could have really showed you it could have been really cool transformers but i liked the the idea of his car can turn into this like hulkbuster armor. i i agree but that does not jive with what bendis has said he right. doesn't need that anymore because his armor is this sort of yeah i did you did you find the two thing. books did not match well no they didn't so in iron man he's rich he's got his penthouse and he's mm-hmm. got all this stuff and then here he's poor, and I'm like, I don't understand it. Yeah, uh, there might have been something that hasn't happened yet, or something that maybe Madame Mask is the reason why he's poor. I don't know, but hit the Iron Man book and this book do kind of. Yeah, they're not in sync. No, but I liked it. Maybe you know, to play devil's advocate, maybe the way it was written, since this is an all diverse, inclusive team, and Marvel, it is a number one. Maybe he wrote it that way so that more readers would be more um they could get it a little easier for people that are coming in to comic books you and i've been reading them so for us we're like a plus b plus c you know equals a story but overall like we liked a lot of things about it i thought there were a lot of good character moments in it um i just i found the the backup story to be kind of clunky and that um she kind of was i don't know they both kind of seemed different from their own books because i read both their books you don't read nova though yeah i don't read nova so but that was the thing that i thought was interesting was was i actually kind of liked their interaction i i actually liked the, the secondary story a lot better than the first than the main story. one than the main one i as it because i i like Kids. youthful tales and i like the i like the art um so the second story was was called you're a jerk and it was uh by mark wade as well as the artist was uh muhammad asira mumrad sorry mumrad uh i think that's how we say his name asra and the color yeah mumad right yeah okay and the color artist was uh dave mckaig and uh letter was vc's cory pettit can get your money cory um, so I like the reference back. The very first, very first, right when you open the cover is Ms. Marvel calling Nova a jerk. You're a jerk in the way it's written. And it harkens back to the 80s um, with Kitty Pride when she was calling Professor Xavier a jerk. And I, I was thinking, I thought it was really cool. Kitty Pride back in the 80s was basically the new kid on the block. And she was, I don't want to say the darling, but she was, you know, what they tried to make Pixie last time. You know, they tried to make Pixie something big. Yeah. And now I think it's really cool. You open up this all new, all different Avengers. And the new young girl for the ages is Ms. Marvel. 
and she's the one saying you're a jerk. I just I really liked that kind of comparison. She came off kind of stuffy in the. In she the, really did. And and I really liked how Sam was just kind of like, hey, and he, he tells her his idea, and she like freaks out, and then he tries to play it off. You know, and I was like, oh, Sam. So I really liked her. And, and that's what I'm wondering. Are we going to get this this kind of romantic? But I hope so. In when they finally are in the team. Well, I Because right I hope now so. we know they're not in the team. I hope so because I really kind of enjoyed. I, I enjoyed this moment. They came together. They had, you know, microverse monsters running around and they had to work together. And and it worked. You know, I thought it was really I don't know. Something about the story was just kind of heartwarming. So know? if if a microverse bug is biggened in Arizona, but they shrink it down in New York, does it still go back down to the Arizona? I don't know. Micro, like that was, I was like, well, okay. Sure, it's it just in space somewhere. Where did it go? It's in microspace yeah. somewhere. It's just floating dinosaur. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. That just was like, okay. Um, overall, all new, all different. It brings together... Which is going to be, for the first time, I think, one of Marvel's, for at least their flagship title, the most diverse team. It's something new. Um, and we'll see where it goes from here. they got to well, bring Charles the team together. It. I know. Charles thought it was a fun book, finally. I know. I had to tell him to settle down. I was like, you settle down in that chat room. <laughs> um, Do you want to go with the Ultimates? Sure. I love the Ultimates. I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed it because we got to see Binary a little bit. They're just adding more. Okay. I don't know what the, okay. with all the supers with all the supers. Oh, <laughs> uh, mic down, mic down. I'll keep talking. So okay. let's get this out of the way while someone fixes their um, their mic. Uh, so it was written by. We're talking about Ultimates number one uh, from Marvel Comics. It was written, written by Al Ewing. Al Ewing, uh, Kenneth Rockefort was the artist. Uh, Dan Brown was the color artist, and VCs Joe Sabino was the letterer. Letterer, oh my goodness! Uh, this, just like Avengers, is an all diverse team again. Um, there are two women. One was the first to have the Captain Marvel title, and the other is the second to have the Captain Marvel title. I loved that. I don't interrupt him, Charles. <laughs> uh, Black Panther, uh, the Blue Marvel, and Little Miss America Chavez is the team. So many minorities up in this book. I know. It's Love like it. A Mighty Avengers all over again. It's like Mighty Space Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. I loved the art. Oh, my God. My only complaint is um, why is Carol, her eyes, why is she putting, what is that called when they do all that makeup? There, she's just. She, I don't know. This is the best Carol. I, I like the way she looked. I, I think do too. He Kenneth draws Rockford an amazing Carol. Is, is just knocking it out of the park. I really enjoyed his artwork in this book. Um, I thought the super science was a bit meh. I know that uh, Frank uh, was talking about in the Geek Chat uh, Facebook group about how they're introducing the super science about when there was a. Uh, 
a type of particle that, that only existed outside of the universe. And then once Doom recreated the universe, it changed that particle. And now it can, now it can exist in our universe. Yeah. And it's like this eight thing. And, but the name of it is taken from a, a mobile app game. So they're trying to bridge that gap. I'm telling you, Marvel is good about bringing all their stuff together. I would to make one universe. Yep. And that is where, again, yeah, that Superman book didn't work for us because who knows where it fits in. Exactly. No, totally, totally agree. But but I guess they're going to try to be using this new technology in order to uh, satiate Galactus's hunger. Yeah. Galactus something. shows up. I love the fact that I got to see a Captain Marvel. So I didn't read the Captain Marvel, the last couple of volumes of Captain yeah. Marvel. I read a couple of them. I, this is the Captain Marvel I want to see. A kick-ass. She goes binary. I don't want to see her, you know, walking around because she's got something wrong with her. I enjoy this, this, this Captain Marvel. And I really hope when Captain Marvel gets relaunched and her new number one, she's not sitting around whiny. She's actually punchy because I like punchy Carol. It was uh, the only thing that I mean, Charles in the in the in the comments said it was boring, boring, oh, boring. I didn't think it was and boring I, at and all. it's not that it was boring. It's just. It was filled with a lot of super science. They need to explain everyone, and, too. And I'm fine. I'm fine if you have to have that exposition to try to, you know, so show how cool you are or add to it or whatever. You know, I, it's fine. This is a this is a big idea space yeah. book. I get it. Fine. Whatever. You know, um, but as long as they continue to bring their A game with the with the art and the and it's an interesting story. I mean, you had Spectrum and uh, Miss America Chavez on that weird world. And we're learning about how they feel about yeah, each other. Yeah, learning how they work together, and then the super science with the with the weird thing that was a floating symbiotic head shooting out drone security drones and how and just and just showing how Spectrum, you know, when she's moving at the speed of light and how, how she sees people and how. Um, Miss America Chavez is still moving, but in slow motion, but she knows how powerful she is. It's just that that characterization of, of and seeing them use their powers in relation to each other is really fun. It's That's really what interesting I, yeah. to me. Like the fact she says, um, I've never seen anything like it. It's almost scary. She's incredible and she knows it. And then she says, God, I feel old. Like, yeah, it's some character moments we exactly. need, especially people that don't know these people. A, you're saying, look, she's new and she's amazing. And I mean, we love our well, spectrum or whatever they're gonna call. Yeah, them. but and, but you can also finally get uh, a sense of their of their power, you know. And I and I like that. I loved when uh, when to, when uh, Black Panther was uh, when they had the um, the Triskelion and they had like what what on on the U.S. soil and it's about like each three of the one of the yep. three arms does does everything and then the, the the person from the United Nations was all worried about about allying with the U.S. and T'Challa was like no they'd only slow us down how cool that he's back too <sighs> just a just a really interesting a little bit book. of book politics a little bit of. It's just a lot Science. of stuff going. Th that's the one thing, though, is I really hope that it doesn't, it doesn't burn out. Though that's the one thing that I'm worried about is I just really hope that it doesn't burn out or get too uh, big for its own britches. Um, big for its britches. But it's a good book. I, I really highly suggest picking it up. Um, the next number it was one. Was a lot of fun. What would you like? Oh, my actual pick of the week all was right. all new Wolverine number one. This book was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. And I have followed... Um, Lopez. No. the oh. um, I think it was Laura, right? 
Laura. Oh yeah, yeah. X twenty three. Laura. Yeah, I've followed X twenty three for a very long time. Um, so to actually see her and as the new Wolverine just makes sense. And a a good another good issue uh, with a lot of really good character moments and just showing that you know she it really showcased how she is going to be different than um Logan. than Wolverine. So let's get this out of the way. We are talking about all new Wolverine number 1 from Marvel Comics. Tom Taylor is the writer. David Lopez and David Navarat uh did the art. Nathan Fairboy Fair Barn did the color art. VC's Corey Pettit did letters and Manny Metaurus did the production design. Yes, so. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, I went in with low expectations, but I have always been a fan of hers. I just didn't know, you know, how they were going to pull this out because it seems everyone's being replaced now. And we knew back when she was a hit on the cartoon from where she came from that she was going to be something. And I'm really glad, like, what is it, a decade later, she's finally... She is now the Wolverine. And it did take a while, didn't it? Did, it did, yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting that they put her in the yellow and blue because remember when she showed up, this was a ways ago, you probably won't, and she was wearing Fang's costume. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the brown, the tan and brown costume. Yeah. So the fact they put her in his yellow and blue, which goes back to his first appearance, that. I'm glad they're leaving that. They kept the costume very close. Um, they remembered her feet claw, which made me very happy. Right? Most I was not expecting They to always see that. forget about that. The fact that she used that claw to hang on. Um, they're keeping her past very close. If Do you want to spoil the ending? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so in her past, she has had clones that have tried to kill her. And now they're back. And they're talking to her. And I love that little creepy aspect at the end when the mask came off. Yeah, but they're like, but the over, but the overwhelming sentiment was like, why are you stopping us? You should be helping us. Yeah. So there's something like a rebellion going on. Are we going to see more about what's going on? I don't know. I really enjoyed seeing Angel, though, oh, Warren. In I his thought, new costume with his new powers and their new relationship. I know. <laughs> she kept having to correct him. It's like, it's Wolverine in the field. Um, I really, I love the artwork. I've been a, f- a fan of David Lopez for a long time. Yeah. And I just. He knocked it out of the park with he this. He really did. And I wasn't expecting, see, that was the thing. Like, I, I just saw Wolverine and, and her and I was just like, eh, I wasn't going to get it originally. And then you were like. You know, I liked it when I read it. I yeah. read it Tuesday and I loved it. And I was like, yeah. And then just, just the whole, their whole relationship when Warren wanted, when she was on fire and Warren wanted to hug her. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, don't hug me. Don't he's hug like, I'm me. so sorry. No, no, because he's like, I have a, I'm on fire and I have a dislocated shoulder. And then he didn't know what to do, so he patted her on the head. I loved it. And then she, she, she's like, like, oh. I, d- I didn't say stop. Yeah, she's like, he's like, did you just pat me on the head? And he's like, yes, I'm sorry. And she's like, I didn't say stop. So it's this weird relationship that they're trying to navigate between the two of these people. It's just. I love her excuse, too. She's like. Uh, it's not, I just wrote an exploding predator drone. You think I'm afraid of a public uh, display of affection? I just 
have a dislike. So she explains why. Yeah. So this but she's coming, becoming more. She's becoming more okay with her emotions. Yes. Because that's what she always was like. Every writer always took it there with her. You know, I am a clone of Wolverine. I can't control my emotions. I have this weird trigger synth. I can't do this. I can't do that. And now they're really trying to explore that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yes, finally, give her, give this character some life. Let her you know live and be and be a fully realized person yeah especially with the especially with the flashback to her and wolverine during the x-force oh, days X-Force and that's days. the one I thing about it. marvel that just gets it right almost every time is the fact that they're able to so uh seamlessly weave in their continuity it's just great and just that quiet moment of of of, of saying you know when she got hit by a bazooka and then she woke up and wolverine is like sitting there with her and and she's like four pages made the book yeah and she's like i'm so sorry i didn't kill that person and he's like no you know that's great you were able to keep that part of your your life you know of who you are that i don't have you know saying that you're actually better than me because you're not a slave to the animal just just a really good book really good writing you're the best there is at what you do but that doesn't mean you have to do it Perfect. And that's the thing, you know, Wolverine, for, for whatever reason, they've always painted him like he doesn't have that choice. You know, he's he's the best at words of what he does and what he does isn't pretty because that's just what he has to do. You know, I just really good book. I will definitely be picking up the next issue, especially as long as is the, the writing, especially long as especially as as long as his the creative team is, team on, is on there. This yeah, is definitely. a really good book. I would highly suggest picking it up. So the next one uh, we are going to go into is the protectors of the Spider Verse, the Web Warriors. Warriors. I wasn't going to pick this one up either, Warriors. and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I really like the the whole Web Warrior stuff and uh, with the with the inheritors and all that stuff. But I was just like uh, a whole book about spider people. Uh, I was just like, right. I don't know if I can do it. So the writer is Mike Costa. David Baldion Baldion is the penciler. Scott Hanna is the inker. Jason Keith is the colorist, and VCs Joe Caramanga was the letterer. Letterer. Why do I have such a hard time saying that damn word? It's the two T's. Letterer. <laughs> um, I read this and I thought, this is real. This is fun. I really love the Spider Verse stuff. Uh, reading this, and I'm like, Des, you have to read it. Just read it, review it. If you want to pick it up, pick it up. And you ended up liking it. I did. I did because again, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Like I, I, I'm gonna read Miles Morales. I've read Spider-Man for a very long time, and I thought eh, I liked it. But I thought maybe this this whole concept is it has ran its course, and it doesn't need to be here anymore. And I have to say that I was I'm I'm I was wrong. I was I was wrong. Rich was right. Hey, I love Mark that. it down on this day that so Rich was right. One of the things I loved Shock about it was the art. He, the artist drew them all kind of differently. Like you can definitely tell who's who the fact that the pig looks like a pig and he kept the feel of the different worlds because when they are in the cartoon universe, the way he drew the actual web warriors different than the people of that earth they're on that was huge yeah and i liked that's how they they use that world as their uh as their danger room i just thought that was hilarious because it's a cartoon world where there's like nothing you can't die you can't die and then and then they actually have a uh an ode to uh to a meme a spider-man meme that was going right it's just 
having that those kind of meta messages in this book and them being able to explore that is a lot of fun. So funny. And it's just it was just a really good book. And then and then actually showing again the individual lives of these various spider people yes, because even though that they have the same power sets they're all very different people right you know i like how how the uh indian spider-man is the is the brains and you have the broody guy which is spider-man noir then you have the girls um i actually enjoy gwen stacy in this book i think gwen stacy in her solo book is just I don't know, it's just very dull. I don't know why, but her with Mayday doing all that stuff, yeah. it really was fun. And then and then the reveal that there's that there's another group of villains that are doing the same thing they are but with the why? Electro Core. I was gonna say, because And all those variations, I love the different variations of the of the Electro. I right. Just, so cool. Because Electro now using his powers can go through the different I have a question. Yes. Is was the uh, Black Electro? Is that Jamie Foxx's character from the movies? My God, what if it is? Oh, that be would be that hilarious. Be... That would be really cool if that was if that was uh, the Jamie Foxx character, and and they and they kind of alluded to that because that was the one thing I was trying to see is like, is that Jamie Foxx? Because it sort of sort of kind of hit me like it was. So I'm, I I hope that it is. Maybe maybe we should uh, tweet them. Yeah, I was like, love the Jamie Foxx cameo (laughs) in Web Warriors. Oh, no, just another fun, uh, another fun book from Marvel. I will definitely be picking it up as well. Damn you, Rich. So Illuminati, uh, which is the next book that we're going to talk about, and it's about villains. Um, I I don't know about this one. This one really was was kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, villains can't be trusted. So uh, in this book, uh, the writer was Joshua. So the book is called Illuminati Number One, 2015. Hopefully, it's not going to be rebooted next year. 3.99 from Marvel Comics. Uh, writer was Joshua Williamson. Artist was Sean Crystal. Colorist is John Rausch, and the letter is VCs Joe Caramanga. Caramanga, sorry. And a lovely cover by Riley Rossmo. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I wish he was drawing the inside of the book. I really do. That's the one thing that kind of, like, with the villains and the mayhem and the stuff that's going on. Too I, cartoony. Yeah, I don't think the, that's the one thing that, that kind of held, for me, like, the, don't get me wrong, the art is, is solid. But it's not just, for this book. But, yeah, it's just a little too uh, cartoony. For and the, colorful, a little too cartel- colorful. For the, uh, for the, um, for the uh, Illuminati uh, villains, no, yeah, for the villains. tone, yeah, exactly for the for the tone of this book. I think the art is just a little too. I had trouble uh, finding it in your brain and what it colorful. Thank you for pulling it out. You're welcome. Reach into my ear and pulled out my thought. Um, story wise, I like the story. I like how you know I I liked the hood. In was it dark rain? Never was a fan of the hood. And I think that's another reason why I just couldn't really get into it. Was I never really was a fan of the hood, although. And I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed Thunderbolts when, when it became about the villains. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And they mm-hmm. were in the Fight Club thing and everyone hated that. Like, I actually liked that. So <laughs> Of I course liked, you did. I liked shoot it. I like books <laughs> about villains. It's fun. But I don't know. There's something about the characters. Like, I want to see what's happening with, with Titania and, and Absorbing Man. And, and she all wants to get, she all wants to go straight. And, and they're like, are you kidding? You know, Absorbing Man would go crazy and start knocking off 
you know, convenience stores just for the high. And I think that's true. I think these are like career criminals. It would be silly for them to try to go straight. You know, I just don't think it would work. But I was hoping that they're able to to extend that narrative and then having the reveal that uh, the hood is set them all up to, to bring this together is just kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's a spin to it, but it's not a spin that that I'm not surprised to see. You know. I will read it. I'll read the next one. Um, Why are you going to read it? I actually like, I, I want to find out who is the prisoner. I want to find out, you know, what the hood's angle is. If it was anything, it, it was, um, the art just was not, it did not match well with the tone of this book at all for me. It, some of his proportions were way off. Um, their faces are kind of odd. I don't know. Just looking at the cover with Riley Rossmo, I'm like, damn, couldn't it be just a little darker? I don't know. That was my opinion of it. Yeah, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't a bad no, book. No, it wasn't a bad book at all. You know, it just didn't hit it for you. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's one of those books that just didn't, it just didn't hook me like, like I would have hoped it would. And, and mo- mostly because I think it's just because I just didn't really like the hood as a character. I just. So we got one more Marvel number one. That was this week's, or last week's, I should say, uh, relaunch of Hawkeye. And it didn't need to be relaunched, in my opinion. That's how I feel about the Astonishing Ant-Man. Did not need to be relaunched. Yeah, but they the needed the number ones. But because it just follows the same, it just follows the same storyline that, that Jeff Lumiere was writing beforehand. It just, it just okay, it, let's get this out of the way. All new Hawkeye. Everything's got to be all new. So all new Hawkeye number one from Marvel Comics. Um, written by Jeff Lemire. The artist is Ramon Perez. Ian Herring did the colors. And VCs Joe Sabino did the lettering. Lettering. <laughs> I'm going to wow. get this one of these days. Wow. I have to say uh, this wasn't one of my picks this week. I find the new Hawkeye to be kind of not my Hawkeye. He isn't for me. He's not your Hawkeye? He's not my Hawkeye. Did you? Okay, so how far back did he stop being your Hawkeye? As soon as they put him in street clothes. Okay, and so you're talking him, about the Matt Fraction and, run and all and that not stuff. Being, yeah, I mean, I want... I just don't enjoy this Hawkeye. Well, do you like how he's being represented in um, New Avengers? I just, I ignore him. Much like I ignore Black Widow. Wow. Yes. Just... I hate both of them now. Marvel has ruined them for me because wow. of their movies. I used to love Black Widow. I hate what she's become. And for me, Hawkeye, this book, you know what? I read it. I like the new female Hawkeye, which I hate the fact they have the same name, but what the hell? There's two Thors. There's two everything. Who cares? Um, I just did not care for this. Personally. No, uh, I didn't. I, you I didn't, didn't care for it either. I just didn't, fess up. I didn't care for it that you much either. You didn't care for it either. I didn't care for it either that much because it just seemed like it didn't need to be. I can't be the bad guy all the time. You did you not sure? like this book either. You always wanted to be the bad guy all the time. No, I didn't like the book. I thought I, this is a narrative. I thought it was just kind of boring. It's like we're the whole first setup with uh, Lumiere's run was telling about this history. And now we go 20 years into the future in which Hawk, uh, Hawkeye, the Hawkeyes are, are have feuded. And then um, Clint has been a recluse locked in his apartment for 20 years. And so, and Kate has gone on and made a, a various, different <laughs> various different Hawkeyes. 
Sorry. <laughs> Mike is just trying to kill me right now. <laughs> the mic fell apart again. I think Rich is trying to kill me with the mic, you guys. <laughs> trying sorry to kill about me. that. I, um, continue what you were saying. I'm really sorry. No, I'm sorry. just saying it just <laughs> 20 years in the future and, the, and they and they don't like each other. Still. It doesn't make any sense to me. It just, I didn't need that angst. That's <laughs> what it came, what it was, what it really came down to. And it's just what Matt Fraction did um, with Hawkeye. You great. Can't repro- you can't yeah, just, try to, you, someone else has to have a different yeah, I just take think on it. I just think that he need, they just need to go into their own and do their own thing with him. Um, and then seeing the Mandarin in the future and he had that weird disco ball tie in the white suit, it just, I mean, and wouldn't he the Mandarin be in like his 80s now? Because I don't think that he has a, uh, I don't think he has a, a ring that slows his age or something. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I just wasn't a fan of it to tell you the truth. I probably will not be picking it up, and I, and I'm sad for that. I really am. <laughs> I did not do it that time. I did not. If I wasn't nowhere near it. So the next book I want to talk about is from Image, and we love our Image books on the Geek Chat. And this is going to be another one of those. It's going to be a month to month because I don't, I don't know where this book, I have no clue where it's going. The book we're going to review is from Image Comics. It's called Limbo. Number one, it's a two ninety nine book. Uh, I'm picking it up. <laughs> so the writer is Dan Waters. The artist is Casper Wingard. And the letterer, letterer is Jim Campbell. <laughs> It's it's that Appalachian accent. You can't get away from I it. Can't. You it's cannot get away from I it. Can't say. Uh, <laughs> this is about a guy who has he's an amnesiac. So he's lost the. He can only remember the last what is it six weeks? Six, six months. Six months. Doesn't know what happened to him. He was found almost dead. But the thing, the real thing that real quick, the thing that made me interesting about that is he only. Is it like he only can have six months of memory, or does he only? have six months from when we start the story so he says someone hit me hard no, i get that and now it, i've only got nine months worth nine of memories months. yeah so i don't know is it like is it from nine months from when he got hit till now oh. or is it we'll find out hopefully because like would it be weird if it was that it's like he can only remember a nine month chunk of his life so it's like he always forgets, he always forgets that yeah he, he always forgets, forgets what he did <laughs> Because that would be kind of cool, that actually. Like uh, that would be a real interesting thing. It's like this kind of weird memento thing. <laughs> like nine months ago, I can't remember nine months ago. So the 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 amnesic, almost dead guy has a friend who helped him set up, and now he's a, a private investigator. And in this book, we meet his new client. We meet why she is coming to him, and it's almost like one of those um, old noir detective stories where the the girl walks in and she's all beautiful and you know she's asking for help another reviewer said it quite eloquently when he said this book is like it's it's like it's like the movie angel heart if you ever saw that movie with uh, mickey rourke and um i didn't lisa bonet and lisa bonet really yeah that's the one that she got in trouble for she, she was all her, naked yeah she showed her tits and bill cosby <gasps> was like you can't, you can't do that, see that. Well, she did. Okay. Yeah, you know? and then um, what's his, the other guy, Raging Bull guy? I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's sort of like that. It's got magic. It's got weird cannibal monster things. Oh my god, the fishmen that grow teeth and eat eat people. People, and then and the woman. What's what I really liked is is the woman who saved him, 
and gave him kind of a purpose is like this voodoo witch. Yeah, but she yeah, she's a priestess and she and she has to commune with the Loa, which was which was put in uh, Brother Voodoo, which I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. So it's just really steeped in this kind of so, and they don't know you don't really know where this city is. I mean, they they, they name the city, but you don't know what state it's in. It could be I thought Louisiana, it was yeah. But I thought it was around. But there. she has to dance and sing to like cool in the gang yeah. to start to commune with the spirits. And then there's another guy who has a goat in a television and, and the he television starts, sucks him in and that he's dancing with the television and the, the goat gets sucked in by the television it's a lot of weird shit going on that's why i really liked yeah, it and, and the art the, is so and the art is really good it fit now when talk about tone of a book the art on this the way they use their colors everything about this hits all the marks for the tone i i totally agree and it's like what and what was happening with the um there was the thing that that uh, oh, and then the main villain is a luchador because he wears a mask. It's just so much cool shit is going on in this book. And for two ninety nine, you're getting a lot. Like I just, I was just very interested in what's going on and why he's an amnesiac and what is this city and and yes. why is magic like it, it, it asked a lot of questions. This is how you put together a book that makes people want to read the next issue. Because there very was good book, a ton of little plot holes. The, or not plot holes, plot threads that mm-hmm. were waiting to be. Yes, uh, for a two ninety book, two ninety nine book, two ninety, two ninety nine. I wish it was two ninety. Two ninety. It was that really, nonsense to pay for was, a bag. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was really good, and I highly suggest picking it up, you guys. It was really, 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 really good. Now, a book that I didn't really, I didn't really <laughs> get into that much, honestly. And I'm a big Jason Aaron fan, and um. Some of his stuff that's non-superhero, he's an interesting guy. Really cute. I'll give him that. But something about him. So the book that we're going to talk about now is The God Damned. And I'll God tell you now damned. that it is not for everybody. Nope. You you have been warned. This book is not. For, it is graphic. It's rated M for mature. And it is a strong M. Okay. And it's called The God Damned. It's by Image Comics. And yes, Charles, they are a comic book publisher. And it's called Before the Flood Part 1, The Mark of Cain, written by Jason Aaron, art by R.M. Guerrera, uh, colors by Julia Brusco, and letters (laughs) and design by Jared K. Fletcher, Uh, variant cover by Jock. That's awesome. And uh, The Goddamn was created by Aaron and Guerrera. It is, uh, in a nutshell... It is a story about the days after Cain slew Abel. That's ex- that's that's who the goddamned is. I'm just gonna tell you right now. The book's it, over. It is a story about uh, Cain. Cain and and Cain living in the world after they were banished from Eden, and and he can't die. He just just this. He is a weird anti-hero. I guess he's trying to die. Yeah, he's trying to find something that will help break Some, the curse. Yeah, something that will kill him, and it just unfortunately cannot happen. Um, and we meet him getting peed on by this little boy. He was dead. He was in the he was in a shithole, and, yep. and and he was dead. And this kid's like peeing on him. He wakes up, and they're like, "You were dead," and blah blah blah. Then and he's like, like, "Who did this to me? Where are they? Where can I find them?" Yeah. And that's the story. And then he goes, he kills all of them. Kills all of them. And then, and then he, then a lot more exposition about like why. Oh my God! Yes. And he's like really mad. He's like really mad at God. So if you are, 
he talks if you're a religious bad. person, yeah, stay talks, away from this book. Talks very bad about God. I was like, wow, he is not happy. Um, what did you think, Rich? I read it today because we were going to be discussing it, and this book isn't for me. Again, the crux of the story is uh, it's it's Cain, you know, and his like Abel's dead. You don't know, and it's just him wandering around the world of the damned. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'll read the, uh, to be honest, I'll read the second issue. Cause I got to know what happens. So we meet, I guess his adversary, which is Noah and Noah is leading a band of barbarians that are collecting people for some reason. So I have a feeling that Kane is going to become an anti-hero at some point and have to kill people or something. Well, he's already killing people. No, no, no. Have to kill these people or these followers of Noah for some reason so i don't know i'm just speculating right now but there's just a lot of stuff that happened in the book but it just so just that that's all you have to say it just was not for you i'll read the second issue but you know the first issue it was bloody it was violent it swore a lot i just really they swear during that time they had the word fuck back then i just that always takes me out of a story i know that you have to have it but it just kind of took you me out you have to have it it's yeah. just um, uh, well, it would have been really fun if he if he did it in like old biblical, you know, language and stuff. But yeah, that would have been hard for people to read. Yeah, you would have you have to make it accessible to folks. But yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. Um, we were gonna review, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal number six from DC Comics, but because we know that Charles is is waiting for us to do that. But sorry, Charles, we're not gonna review it today. Yeah, we're not gonna waste our time on this book oh he said that not me charles he said that um but i do have to agree with him uh i don't know what's going on with this book anymore like i'm gonna continue to read it because it's 2.99 and and i want to see if they're able to get out of the slump that it's in um but six issues in and already we're like nah. well because there was not for me real quick i like seeing harper Rowe and cassandra kane pal around i like i like what's going on with them and that was not at all um showcased in this book so it we was should another backstory about what happened with dick grayson <laughs> with the scarecrow some other bullshit and i was just like i don't care about that you so know? we should have we should tell um didio cancel batman and robin eternal and give us birds of prey weekly Yes, if they seriously, if if the one thing that comes out of this book is a Birds of Prey starring Cassandra Kane, Harper Rowe, and Stephanie Brown, I will read and and I will read the I'll read it. Just sign me up. I'll sign. I'll, that, that that's we sign in the paper for for picking it up as long as it's going. Unless it's really shitty art. Now nah, I'll probably even read it then. <laughs> <laughs> I like the characters, and then and then at the end we have them, you know, talking about I guess. Dick found them and he's like, or Robin, if someone finds them and they're like, Hey girls found you. Now we got to get to work. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. You know, we're going to get to the work. Yay. You know, what's funny is we're, we, we talk about DC trying to keep with the legacy. That would be a really cool legacy book. Yeah. But I was thinking that it could be, um, we could see Barbara as their kind of mentor, no, no. but I would love to see, no. but now I would since she got de-aged. Oh no. But I would love to see someone as their mentor. Um, but I don't know who would fill that bill. We can't have Black Canary because of what she's doing. I, I thought about it would be really good if Dick was their um, was their uh, mentor, but I don't know if that would that really wouldn't work with Hypnos or exactly, whatever it's called. Exactly. What's going on with what's, with Grayson? What's and, the and, name of their thing? Spiral. Yeah, and Spiral. So I just don't know who, or maybe it would just be them running around being silly or doing stuff. I don't know. Or maybe they don't need a. 
a mentor. Red Tornado. I I knew you were going to bring that up. Speaking of, he's on this tonight's episode. Is no, I think that got oh, delayed. Oh, they cut it. They cut it. They cut it. Due to the yeah, because the of tragedy. what happened in, in Paris, so they did cut it. Tonight is going to be Livewire instead, which is fine. I'll watch it. I enjoy Livewire. I know Terry's going to be excited for it. That's Gotham. What? Gotham has that. A Livewire? No, oh no, Livewire's on yeah. that. No. Oh, something about Gotham. Never no, mind. I don't, I don't so we have four minutes left, and here's my thing of Secret Wars number seven from Marvel Comics. <laughs> the silence? Is that is that what you have? Yes. Just the silence? It came out. That means something, right? It does. I it, know. It came out. We got it. It's in our hot little hands. It, yeah, I don't. I have nothing to add to it either. I just don't know. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So Secret Wars number seven finally came out. We got two more issues after this. It is uh, $3.99 from Marvel Comics. It is written by Jonathan Hickman. It is dra- drawn by... I, I can't ever see his... Is it Isik Ribic? Is that how you say his name? Oh, Kevin, welcome. I just saw you're on. Yes, Batwoman could, non-vampire Batwoman could work well with these children. Non-vampire Batwoman? She's a bat. She's, yeah. But yes, I agree with that. Uh, Writer writer and designer is Jonathan Hickman. Artist is Isad Ribic. Uh, Cover artist, oh, sorry, color artist is Eve Savarsina. Letters (laughs) by Clayton Close. (laughs) Sorry. Um, The production was uh, Edette. Wincore. Yeah, Secret Wars. Uh come and get it while it's still fresh. Mm. Um so yeah. People are The Prophet just all of a sudden we haven't talked about him for six issues, but let's talk about him now. Yeah, and they talked about him. Uh-huh. They talked about him a little bit. He was the, he was the one around he was the one running around spreading uh, about um weird about how Doom is not good. <laughs> and then Doom and then Doom uh sent his generals to uh yes kevin <laughs> doom dr doom is the most boring god in the universe ever. yes he just kind of sits on his big tree and yeah and that brings up did you notice though i'm wondering if they're going to connect this because you notice in those first couple pages the way the cubes are and that was kind of how scarlet witch when she was going crazy those cubes were everywhere i just think the cubes is a way of them showing things being de- decompartmentalized or compartmentalized in his and, head. Then, and, then, and then breaking apart yeah why doesn't doom stop it and where did maestro come from and there's just oh that was so annoying we have so many questions <laughs> so annoying showing seeing uh maestro show up i was like whoa, 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 whoa. he's supposed to be fighting doom in somewhere and it's just, in his head and then you've got you the yeah. whole even hickman said he hopes when this is collected it's in the order it's supposed to be. So yeah. how could Marvel pull the beginning? Like, why didn't you just count to 20 and then, I don't know. I didn't understand this whole, it. This whole episode was a clusterfuck of ideas that just, and it's just still more setup. It's just more setup. We had two issues to go. It's more setup. Yay. I just, ah, I don't know. I just ah. don't know. And then the cover you know, of everyone fighting Doctor Doom, you know, an ode to the old Secret Wars cover. Would have been nice if that happened. Didn't happen. Doom's just sitting around on his throne. I want to see Jerry Curl Beyonder show up. Jericho. Be, no, Jerry Curl. Jerry Beyonder. Curl. <laughs> I want to see him show up and be like, Doom, you fucked up. And just take it away. Or something. I don't know. I just found it incredibly boring. 
Yes. You know, Me and then too. I, I did I did like the siege, um, whatever courageous or whatever that they offered the zombies. So the zombies could be reborn or whatever. Oh, that was kind of cool, you know, because I like the siege perilous and what happened in the X Men. So for yeah. me, that was kind of like, ee, but for the most Yee. part, didn't like it. Nah. So everybody, hey, forty five seconds. Yeah. So everybody, thank you so much Thanks. for for tuning in. Uh, our sponsors, real quick, uh, Club Card Printing. Go and say hi. Gene Gelmet from RLT Press. Love you, Gene. He's our artist. Terry Miller. She's the one that does all of the sounds you hear. And our major sponsor, and 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 we are the... Uh, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street between 18th and 19th. Check us out on the web, Whatever Store Online, and go to Facebook under Whatever Store. Have a good night. Love you. Geek Shot. Geek Shot. Geek Shot. Geek Shot. Geek Shot.